Patriot families, welcome back to the Growing Patriot Podcast. I'm Amelia Hamilton, your host. This week, we're going to do something a little bit different. It's Halloween time, but that's not the only holiday Colonial Americans celebrated at this time of year. In fact, it's not even the main one. So we're doing a little special about fall holidays. Did Colonial kids celebrate Halloween? What other fall holidays were there? Remember from earlier episodes when we talked about how important religion was in colonial America? You're going to hear a lot more about that today because religion played a big part in fall celebrations. So, joining me this week is Mark Tapson. He's a writer, a homeschool dad, and knows all about this stuff. Halloween like for colonial kids? Well, that's a good question. There, um, you'd be surprised. You might be surprised to hear that uh, there almost was no Halloween celebration for kids. I mean, that it wasn't really celebrated in in the colonial times. Um, it hadn't really quite taken hold. There was uh, there was a um, sort of a fall festival or a fall uh, celebration which marked the end of the harvest and the end of summer, and that that developed out of an ancient Celtic holiday. Uh, the Celts oh. were a people who lived. A, yeah, the Celts uh, were people who lived a couple of thousand years ago or more, in, mostly in Ireland and some other places in Europe. The Celts believed that November first, or approximately November first, was the day when the two worlds of the living and the dead came together. And spirits at the time were believed to be troublemakers that that would sometimes damage crops, and so the Celts. <clears throat> on this day would leave food for the spirits as an offering and they would set huge bonfires and uh, hoping to drive away the evil spirits, that kind of thing. And sometimes they lit candles or carved lanterns out of vegetables like squash to light the way for good spirits. Yeah, very interesting. Um, And um, in the Americas, of course, later on, we would carve those same kinds of lanterns out of pumpkins or jack-o'-lanterns. And we still do. (laughs) And we still do. That's right. That's where that came from. Um, And then after the Romans conquered the Celts, uh, almost 2,000 years ago, they, the Romans adopted many of the Celtic festivals and sort of incorporated them into their own religious celebrations. And this uh, Celtic holiday on November 1st, which is called Sowen, was one of those uh, festivals. Um, and the Romans combined Sowen with one of their own festivals called Feralia, when the Romans commemorated the passing of the dead, and also uh, another festival, a Roman festival, that was a day to honor the Roman goddess of fruit and trees called Pomona. Her name was Pomona, and the symbol of Pomona is an apple. And that's where some people think that the tradition of bobbing for apples comes from. Oh. Uh, yeah, and that was a very common game um, that was played by colonials in these, uh, you know, in what, what would eventually become Halloween. Anyway, over the centuries... Uh, The Roman Empire declined, of course, and Christian influence expanded throughout the Middle Ages. And in the 8th century, the Pope at the time, Gregory III, designated November 1st to mark the Christian feast of All Saints Day, 
or All Hallows Days. It's called Hallows of Saint. Mm-hmm. Um, and these celebrations would typically begin on the evening before, on October 31st. So you can see how the seeds of this are starting to develop into Halloween uh, over the centuries. Mm-hmm. The, the All Saints Day celebration was, as I said, also called All Hallows. And so the night before it began to be called All Hallows Eve and then eventually Halloween. Uh, and this celebration was similar to the Celtic celebration of Sowen. They had big bonfires and parades, and they dressed up in costumes as saints and angels and devils. And that kind of carried on through the centuries. Let's stay in Europe for just a moment. Um, apart from the All Saints Day and All Hallows Eve, there was a very common celebration, or what became a common celebration, which was transported to the Americas in the colonies. It, um, it was called Guy Fawkes Day. Oh. And this is very, or actually it has various names, but it's generally known as Guy Fawkes Day now. But let me tell you the story about that, because that, that eventually developed into, or at least it mixed with All Saints Day and All Hallows Eve to become Halloween. Yeah, All please do. Yeah, here's the story on Guy Fawkes. There was a split in Christianity in the 1500s in the 16th century, when the so-called Protestants broke off from Catholicism, and Catholics in England were heavily repressed under Queen Elizabeth I in the 16th century. And when she passed away in 1603, Catholics had high hopes that uh, when King James I took the throne that he would support religious tolerance for Catholics. Well, he did not. In 1604, he uh, he actually condemned Catholicism as a superstition, and he ordered all the Catholic priests to leave England. Wow. So, yeah, so it was not good. In 1604, then, a handful of Catholic activists, uh, one of them was a guy named, or a fellow named Guy Fawkes, a guy named Guy Fawkes, <laughs> um, and another fellow, Robert Catesby, and some others, they met, and Catesby suggested a plan to blow up the king and his mostly Protestant cabinet ministers with with barrels and barrels of gunpowder that they had concealed under the houses of parliament. Uh, There were eight other conspirators that would later join this, what what became known as the gunpowder plot. Uh, The next year in 1605, Guy Fawkes was serving as the caretaker of a cellar that was located just below the House of Parliament, and that the plotters, these plotters had rented this cellar underneath House of Parliament in order to stockpile their gunpowder. Fox was supposed to light a fuse on November 5th, 1605, during the opening of a new session of Parliament. The king and all of his lords were supposed to be blown sky high, and the conspirators would be free to put a capital ruler on the throne. Mm-hmm. However, on October 26th, the, the authorities got wind of this plot from an anonymous letter. Still, nobody knows who sent the letter. Wow. A search party found Guy Fawkes down in the cellar around midnight of November 4th, literally with matches in hand and surrounded by about three dozen barrels of gunpowder. So it did not look good for Guy Fawkes. I sort of. Certainly have, not. <laughs> sort of had this picture of him looking up at them sheepishly, you know, and saying, this is not Whoops. what it looks like. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, he was arrested. Most of his fellow conspirators were arrested, too. But the ringleader, Catesby, actually died in a shootout with the English troops. 
Um, the conspirators were all found guilty of treason, and even though Catesby was the ringleader of it all, Fox is the person whom we still remember today. Um, remember, remember, the 5th of November, that's the kid's rhyme about Guy Fawkes Day. But anyway, uh, after this, Londoners began lighting these celebratory bonfires uh, to celebrate the thwarting of this plot. And in 1606, the next year, an act of parliament designated November 5th as a public holiday in the UK, uh, a, a sort of a day of Thanksgiving that was originally called Gunpowder Treason Day, which is kind of a funny name for a holiday. Wow, yeah. Um, but it became a time to get together with friends and family and set off fireworks and light bonfires and dress up and attend parades. Um, the celebration ultimately became known as Bonfire Night or Guy Fawkes Night or Guy Fawkes Day. Um, and this was eventually transported to the colonies, where it was mostly called Pope's Night or Pope's Day, even though the Pope had nothing to do with the plot and he knew nothing about it. But um, as one historian said, it really should be called Robert Catesby Day because Fox was just uh, sure. one, of, one of the flunkies. But And it's kind of ironic that Fox, who was considered a notorious traitor, he, he's now seen as by many as kind of a revolutionary hero, uh, partly because of this graphic novel in the 1980s called V for Vendetta. And then there was a movie later on uh, mm-hmm. of the same name. V for Vendetta, had a, which depicted a main character who wore a Guy Fawkes mask while battling this oppressive government in, in England. Right. Uh, and in fact, Guy Fawkes masks do still show up in real-life protests today. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that, that holiday spread to the American colonies because it, the, the landing at Plymouth Rock, the colonists landing at Plymouth Rock, happened just 15 years after the gunpowder plot took place. So Bonfire Night or Guy Fawkes Day, what it was variously called, that was among the traditions that the early settlers brought with them. Um, But there was no Halloween at that point. Um, One interesting side note about um, Guy Fawkes Night is that George Washington was very opposed to it and condemned his troops' celebration of it. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, during the Revolutionary War, because he was he was struggling to to win the French Canadians to the Patriot cause, and the French Canadians were Catholic, and so he didn't want his oh. troops. So, yeah, so he didn't want his troops to do anything that might be insulting to Catholicism or to the Catholics. So he criticized his officers and soldiers very um, vehemently for not recognizing that the defense of freedom in America required. Um, uh, you know, expression, um, more polite and friendly expressions to the Canadian Catholics that Washington wanted as necessary allies. Um, but anyway, o- over time in the colonies um, and on into the 1800s, Guy Fawkes Day became more and more uh, intertwined with All Hallows' Eve. Um, because they were just a few days apart. And so the November November 5th celebrations eventually kind of faded away as, as uh, time went on into the 1800s, into the 19th century. Uh, Guy Fawkes Day kind of faded away, and um, the celebratory events tended to fall back on, um, on November 1st, uh, the end of the harvest, and then 
also October 31st, the evening before that. And, uh, and, and as the 1800s went on, a big influx of Irish and Scottish immigrants, especially into the southern colonies, that really helped sort of shape Halloween into a more widely celebrated event. They, they set off fireworks and told ghost stories and bobbed for apples. And, um, and so by the middle of the 19th century, um, Halloween still wasn't celebrated everywhere in the country, but uh, annual autumn festivities on, on that evening and that next day were common. And eventually it was, eventually it just sort of developed into a full-blown Halloween around the turn of the 20th century when it was spread everywhere across the United States. But, but at least in the colonial period, there was really no Halloween. As I said, it was a harvest, it was kind of a harvest festival about that same time, All Hallows' Eve, um, and uh, the colonists and kids would dress up as uh, spirits or as animals, and they would bob for apples and things like that. It wasn't really called Halloween, and there was no uh, trick or treating, <laughs> sure, um, that sort of thing. But so it wasn't it wasn't quite the uh, holiday that kids today enjoy. Well, that is very interesting to hear. So pretty different for colonial kids, but there's still some things in there that we might recognize with maybe jack-o'-lanterns or bonfires and costumes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was very similar in that way. Um, it just wasn't really, you know, it wasn't recognized as Halloween. As I said, there's no trick-or-treating, so no no candies passed out. Um, the colonialists would sometimes go door-to-door oh. and uh, in the neighborhood and... Um, uh, but, but not for the sharing of candy. <laughs> Just kind of knock on doors and cause mischief mostly. Um, well, that might have turned into the trick and the trick or treat. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, that that's great, uh, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us to tell us all about the history of colonial fall festivals. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. The following is an English folk verse from about 1870. It's called The Fifth of November, and it comes from various sources. Remember, remember the fifth of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Guy Fawkes and his companions did the scheme contrive to blow the king and parliament all up alive. Three score barrels laid below to prove old England's overthrow. But by God's providence, him they catch with a dark lantern lighting a match, a stick and a stake, for King James' sake. If you won't give me one, I'll take two, the better for me and the worse for you. A rope, a rope to hang the Pope, a penneth of cheese to choke him, a pint of beer to wash her down, and a jolly good fire to burn him. Halloa, boys! Halloa, boys! Make the bells ring! Halloa, boys! Halloa, boys! God save the king! Hip, hip! Hooray! So there you have it. Would you have liked those autumn celebrations in colonial times? 
As you can see, religion had a big part to play in a lot of those celebrations. And as Mark also told me, one of the reasons that Halloween wasn't celebrated very much was because it was seen as kind of a Catholic holiday. And you might remember that a lot of Protestants didn't want to do things that were seen to be very Catholic. But as Halloween became less religious and people became more tolerant, Halloween became more popular. And we'll talk about that another time. I hope everyone out there is enjoying all of their celebrations this fall. Did anyone have a patriotic costume this Halloween? I'd love to see it. You can share it with me on social media. My Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are all Growing Patriots. Remember to subscribe to and rate the podcast on iTunes and share it with a couple of friends. Visit Growing Patriots to find out more about me and the book series and to find other resources like videos, coloring pages, and lots of other fun stuff. Until next week, bye! They us all from tyranny, restored the thing for liberty, and they thought so we would be America, land of the free. America, land of the free. America, land of the free.